0: You are now locked into the Red and Blue Rivalry podcast, the podcast where we talk all things San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys. My name is Eric Hernandez, and I'm repping the faithful. And I am Philip Enriquez, repping it for America's team. On this particular episode, I want to address the off season for the San Francisco 49ers. So look, man, after a completely successful 2019 season, only coming up this short. And when yeah. I say this, I'm holding up my hand with a very small this short yeah just being just shy of the greatness of Patrick Mahomes you guys could have won it all yes very impressive season. we have the draft to talk about we're going to get to that in a second uh, but what I really want to talk about is the recent news because I found it interesting the 49ers sign long time Washington red Washington football team tied in Jordan Reed how does that in, impact the the tight end core for the San Francisco 49ers? <laughs>
1: If he sees the field, it should impact it in a positive way. Yeah. But, you know, I just don't know. I mean, this guy is is very injury prone. It's a very, it's a, and this is the, the gamble that John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan like to make. You saw it with Jason Verrett, Tyron Williams, where they just kind of find guys who, you know, if they're healthy, they're talented. What I think Kyle Shanahan really wants to do is be able to force defenses to stick in one personnel and... Kind of like, okay, you're going to stick in your base personnel. Okay, but I have two tight ends who can catch the ball. So that puts pressure on your linebackers, you know, who normally wouldn't be able to keep up, especially Jordan Reed who's an athletic tight end. We all know what Kittle is. And I think what Shanahan's looking at is you're going to see a lot more two tight end personnel. You're going to see a lot more tight bunch formations. I think his game is to truly look like an offense that you cannot tell what they're doing. Are they going to throw? run, play action, you know. So when I look at Jordan Reed, I think it's somebody you can bring in a camp and you can hope because, I mean, they lost to, uh, to uh, Toy Lolo, the tight end. I think he it's went pre-season to... preseason for all of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's a pre... Yeah. I'm not in midseason form with names. And that's a giant. And I think he went to the Giants. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly. And the one thing I know Kyle Shannon hates is tipping your, his offense. So, right. for example, when Toy Lolo was in the offense, when he was running the two tight end, they knew it was a run. Yeah. They knew it just, it's a run. When they had a guy like Ross in, you knew it was a pass. Yeah. And what, what, what Reed allows
0: you to do is kind of still keep that balance um, if he gets to play. I mean, that's a big if. The dude was a beast in Washington. when on the field, but he was just never on the field, man. Mm. But hey, man, you guys have the IR All-Stars. So uh, yeah, you never know do. with this COVID thing going around. They <laughs> they might just get a chance.
1: We're one Sam Bradford signing away from just rounding it. out the skill position. The IR
0: All-Stars. There you go. So... One of the other things that I wanted to talk about like going into the season was just how different of a year this is going to be for the 49ers. Because like I said before, 49ers had a very successful 2019, but nobody saw them coming. No. I don't even think you saw them coming no. quite the way they ended up going all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no. I don't think we all, any of us saw that. But now this team shifts into the role of the hunted not the hunter they represented the nfc in the super bowl and teams have circled the 49ers as a, as the team that hey if we want to prove something to ourselves we got to beat this team hmm. i mean how do the 49ers adjust and what do you expect and not only that but what do they really have to do to maintain the success and hopefully repeat and get back to a super bowl i think the answer lies
1: with the LA Rams. And the reason I say the L.A. Rams is a few years ago, the L.A. Rams were the talk of the town. They had this great offense and Goff and McVeigh, And here came Balichek and this scheme, and he shut them completely down in the Super Bowl. Held them to three points. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, their offense wasn't that great anymore. People figured it out. There's a, a base to beat them. And I think you, you you see a little bit of it with Kansas City, which was a short cover two where you're able to fit have run fits. And slow that down. I mean, you're not going to slow that off, that running game down completely, but kind of taper it down, and you just clog up the middle where Jimmy likes to throw. Right? right? Because that's Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo's bread and butter is right down the middle. And so for this team to really kind of avoid what happened to the Rams and have their offense become stagnant, it will never be as bad as I think it happened there because I think Kyle Shanahan is just a little bit better. I think his offense is a little more multiple than the Rams were. Still, you don't want to be the same team because the same team can get beat you know they spent an offseason looking at that tape and I've said it since the day after they lost that Super Bowl to Kansas City is the only way this team gets to and gets that next Lombardi gets that sixth one is Garoppolo he has to open up more as a passer he has to become what he was at the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018 and there's a play against the the Vikings, I wish I could bring up, but I think most 49s will remember. This is the first game after, you know, we traded for Garoppolo, start of the season. We did lose that game. That there's a beautiful play where he looks Romo esque. He's collapsing pocket, he rolls out, floats back, and throws a strike touchdown to Dante Pettis. And you really didn't see a lot of that. You didn't see a lot of movement in Garoppolo's game this year.
0: No, I noticed that too. Actually. Yeah,
1: like he really looked, and, and you know, I think what he said recently is just the knee it, it is yeah. the ACL really did coming back from that took more of a toll I think than he'll ever admit um, being able to move his functionality his mobility
0: I'm sure it's just trusting the knee at this yeah point. yeah
1: yeah being able to do that and I think that was key I think that was a big part of his game early on yeah. his ability to break the pocket and look to throw you know that was what kind of got him started in this league especially with the Niners And that wasn't there. And, I mean, you hear, like, again, Kyle Shanahan said that the passing game was not up to par. He didn't think he was going to have the running game he had. That's the key. That was the difference. You know, I thought they had a great defense. I thought this defense is pretty stacked. I go, but I didn't know how they were going to pass the ball. I didn't know how they were going to move the ball. I didn't know how they were going to be an offense. That running game was, I mean, elite. elite. I mean, the only other team that you could say had a better running game was the Ravens, and that's because their quarterback is an all-world runner as well. Right. You know, when it came to just handing it to running backs, multiplicities, you know, this way Shanahan built that running scheme, that's still going to be there, and you're still going to be able to beat 70%, 80% of the teams off of that running game. But if you want to beat the Rams, I'm mean, going to throw, excuse me, the Saints, if you want to be able to beat the Saints or the Seahawks, you know, you want to be able to get to this, you want to rematch with Kansas City, then Garoppolo has to take that next step. He has to. He proved that he's a good quarterback. He answered yeah. he answered a lot of questions, but there's still a few more left that he needs to answer, whether he's serviceable or you know he's a guy you can start to put up there with you know the greats.
0: I agree. I think Garoppolo is gonna be the biggest factor in the success or lack thereof for the 49ers in 2020. I don't think the running game is going to be consistently as good as it was. Like I, said, I think teams are going to take that away. Yeah. And and that's what they're going to do. They're going to like you just explained they're going to take that away from them. And I think it's going to be up to Jimmy early in the season to really show I can beat a team with my arm. You're going to have to put that on tape for these defensive coordinators not to consistently be testing him because they're going to test him. Yeah. They're not going to let that running game beat them. They do not want to be The Green Bay Packers.
1: No, no. They
0: don't. It's it's a complete thing. So, I mean, aside from that, what else are we looking forward to this year? Well, I think what I'm excited about
1: are the two rookies that are coming in, which is Javon Kinlaw, who takes the place of DeForest Buckner, and Brandon Ayuk, who's kind of coming in to fill the void that Emmanuel Sanders left in free agency. Yeah. And I just want to take a second to just, you know, explain the genius of John Lynch. I remember when John Lynch was hired as a GM – hated everybody hated it i thought all right i want to see you know but people are like this is stupid what does he know he knows football and better yet he knows culture he knows leadership and that's what they needed the niners were they were literally for a year or two the cleveland browns of the nfc as not as far as just on the field but just the fractured i mean we look at the browns we don't look at town, we look at their their you know their owners and their front office and just the toxic environment. Right. That was the 49ers. Yeah, the Tom
0: Sula years. Tom Sula the year. and
1: Cali, the loss of Harbaugh, the fighting between him and Balky. So, you know, John Lynch kind of just brought that stability. And also, I think John Lynch, to be honest with you, kind of allows Kyle Shanahan to kind of... He's Kyle Shanahan. All right, let me take care of this for you. Because Kyle Shanahan can be very rough around the edges at times, you know? Yeah. So you need someone to kind of be the middleman. Yeah. And what, what John Lynch was able to do in the draft by... Not tipping his hand with Joe Staley. Joe Staley was done. He knew he was done. I think they knew he was done right before right. the draft. But they still made it like, no, he he could still play because at the end of the day they wanted Trent Williams. Yeah. But if the if the you know Vikings knew that, you know, that price is a second or another first. So they're like, No, 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 he's fine. But the Bucs didn't know that. Somehow the Bucks thought that the forty ers were gonna draft the last best offensive tackle and got them to trade back a spot. Yeah. A spot. Yeah. You know, and he's done that twice to teams. Yeah, no, he was never going to take – they were never going to take Trubisky in 2017. They were never, you know, they weren't going to take – I think Tristan Worf was the one that went. You know, they had their eyes on Kinlaw. And I wasn't happy. I'm not going to front and say, oh, I was super happy. No, I wanted a wide receiver. I wanted C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs. But at the end of the day, you're able to get a player who – I mean, you watch his tape against, like, Alabama. Amazing. And then he got shut out because it's one versus, you know, three or four. You know, he's the only guy. He's not going to have that problem when you've got Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and D. Ford across from you. Right. You know, and as far as Brandon Ayuk goes, I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, you hear guys speak to his character and his abilities. And I just feel like when you have a guy like Herm Edwards speak on a guy's character i think you could take that to the bank
0: yeah i think so too i mean herm edwards i think to me has always been like a, a very consistent guy good judge of character yeah, good and judge that's of character I, I really liked him as a intermediary between in first take back in the day yes really like the voice of reason in the end like yeah. after all that outlandish shit they talked yeah he would kind of say all right okay, guys this at is the end what end of really the day, this is what's important <laughs> yeah yeah and then i mean you got trent williams Trent Williams is a... I mean, look, we have not seen Trent Williams play football in quite a while. Yes. But the last time I did, this guy's a top five tackle in the exactly. league. Exactly.
1: Easy. So you leave, you, you enter 2020 losing your star, you know, ring of honor, left tackle, your cornerstone for more than a decade. You lose him, you lose your wide receiver, you pick, you know, you draft, I mean, you trade, excuse me, top draft picks for, it they a third and a fourth to bring in Andrew Loster, you know, one of your top defensive linemen. And I feel like they fill those gaps to where there's enough talent around there where they will not be like, you know, a man on an island, you know. We didn't just get rid of one guy and we only have one guy there and the rest of the town's bad. You know, Kinlaw's going to flourish if he is what people say he is, you know. You know, Brandon Ayuk should flourish next to Debo Samuel and George Kittle in that running game. So at the end of the day i'm excited to see these draft picks grow and evolve because of course yes it's all for 2020 and of course you want to compete but you also want to be you don't want to be a one-year wonder you don't want to be a two-year you don't want to be the bears of 20 was it 2014 15 whatever they were yeah or you don't want to be jacksonville of a year you want to be you want to be new england but that's that's no that more realistically you want to be the saints who are always in it one or two seeds they're always there because they draft, they have players on both sides. Yeah. So I think that when you look at the 49ers, I mean, there's just talent across the board on there. And and I, I have a hard time seeing them taking a step back. Even if they were to, let's say, Grappolo doesn't ne- reach that next level. I just think the talent on defense and the running game, which will still be, you know, it'll, it'll still do what it does. But like you said, the end of the day, if they want to get back, you can't just be the same. And no, get back. You have to evolve. You have to evolve. And and it falls on Jimmy Garoppolo. Can, like you said, can Jimmy Garoppolo, because they're going to take away the middle, they're going to take away Kittle. Can he hit Ayuk? Can he hit Debo Samuel? Can he hit these running backs? Can he be the guy who can take the ball and just go down the field over and over? Do you see flashes against the Saints? You saw flashes on that first drive against Minnesota in the playoffs. You saw it against the Rams. He needs to be consistent. And for God's sake, please... Do not throw blind down the middle to the linebackers. That is his kryptonite. Yeah. Like, like they must be invisible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're
1: cloaked in invisibility because he's <laughs> thrown, and you're even the ones he doesn't, they don't pick off. They're, like, right into their hands, and you just kind of squint. And he doesn't throw many interceptions over the top. He doesn't throw many. It's right underneath that linebacker. Yeah. Whatever he needs to do, whatever he needs to learn, please, for God's sake, don't throw it
0: underneath those linebackers. All right, so quick question before I sign off on this one. If it's a given, and I say Jimmy Garoppolo shows that improvement, develops that rapport with the wide receivers and his weapons, are they back in the Super Bowl? I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, I look at it like this. I look at the teams, like,
1: and it's 50-50, you know. They, they were nip and tuck against the Saints, right? Yeah. But if you're telling me he can reach that next level – Man, yeah, I think they can beat the Saints if they face the Saints in the NFC. We already know what they're going to do to Green Bay. Oh, yeah. There there is no one there is no Green Bay. I know what they can do to Minnesota. You know, the only two teams that I really, I'm going to be honest, the ones I really cho- that I feel like are roadblocks, I want okay, to say this. The two it's the Saints and Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's
0: that. It's Russell Wilson's the he should be the goal right now. Like we have like I said for the Cowboys episode we need to beat Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Bottom line, that yeah. is yeah. where we, that's who we need to knock out of the way to get where we need to yeah. go in the playoffs. Yeah. He's coming, it's
1: and, it's, and it's the same And what it is, is that he's coming for us this time. We're not coming for him. So you imagine he's going to be, you know, and they were, let's not lie, if you're 40, they were decimated on the offense at the end of the year. They had both their running, and Marshawn Lynch running the ball. Yeah. That's all you have to say. So they're not going to go quietly. They're not going to be like, oh, they're going to take a dip. Uh, I'm done saying they're going to take You're a. Scared dip. of
0: Jamal Adams?
1: He's going to make their defense a little bit better, but it, at the end of the day, it's Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's Russell Wilson. He's the one that is going to is going to just be the thorn in the side of the Niners. They're not going anywhere. They're going to they're going to force the Niners to take every game seriously. You can't slip up. They're going to have to be, you know, almost like this. They were they had to be 13 and three to win that division. Yeah, it took 13 wins to win that division. That's a lot. You know, some divisions take nine, right? (laughs) Some take 10, you know, I would kill for that, but that's not the case. So when I look at the NFC West, it's a loaded division. There's, I think that's the most talented division in football, because you could point to every team on there and say, there's so much talent. The Arizona's got Hopkins and Chandler Jones who's massively underrated. You still have, you know, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And then you got, you know, Russell Wilson and Jamal Adams. So for the Niners, you know, I still think if Jimmy, like you said, if Jimmy takes that step and he's, you know, getting the ball down the field and he's putting up, you know, 3,000 yards, you know, almost 4,000 yards, he's putting up 30, 40 touchdowns, I think we'd get a a rematch with with Kansas City and I'd be looking forward to that.